0: Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Dedicated to the evolution of you, because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be. Helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. The more you're abiding with life itself, which is a spiritual issue the more you can trust that what you'll be moved to do is what needs to be done. And it's coming from a mature place rather than an immature place that's a distraction. Hi, it's Joseph and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from Clear and Open. In the coming weeks, we're going to start talking about what marketing really is and why most people have it, well, completely wrong. But before we get to that, it's important to understand why we sometimes find it difficult to get our most important work done. We all have a very limited amount of time to do anything in a day to our best ability, and it usually occurs around the same time each day. When we fill those critical, precious hours with meaningless tasks, it's no wonder why we find it difficult to get our focused, more trying work done during those non-optimal hours. It's important to find a balance between what you are moved to do and what is most important to do. This is part of the art of living. And I'm excited to announce my next course just began June 23rd, 2022. Yes, it is still 2022, it's been a long one I know. There's still time to join the course and it's called Light and Shadow Themes from Strategy to Soul. I'm very excited about this course as it's been years in the making. I'm going to teach a unique model I've worked on for some time now. It's based on a bold assertion that human beings only have eight different problems at the core. And I've been using this model to coach people and train coaches with powerful results. When you can diagnose these core problems in yourself and others, you're working at a deep soul level that reveals how superficial most work is without it. If you parent, manage, or mentor, this course is for you, but it certainly can and will help anyone with a curiosity about themselves and a hunger to evolve. Light and Shadow Themes began June 23rd. Again, still time to join. It runs an hour per week for 11 weeks. I'd love to have you join us. For more info, please go to clearandopen.com slash themes. Again, clearandopen.com slash themes. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. Greetings, everybody. Welcome to session X of Essential Leadership Processes. I think it's nine or something. Part two. Nine. Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So we're in part two now. And part two is going to be different in some ways, just because uh, at least half of it's going to be about marketing. And I want to talk about what marketing actually is today. Because marketing is one of those really cool places where most people aren't doing it because they think they know what marketing is. And there's a very powerful distinction that we'll talk about today about what marketing actually is, which will reveal how most people aren't doing it. But before we get into that, and we're going to spend, I think, four, maybe more. One, two, three, four, five... Six sessions, possibly on marketing. Uh, I didn't originally plan for that, but as I started to develop the material for it, I saw, oh, we're going to need more space. And then I realized it actually worked. So we have the space because uh, in the essential leadership processes, the uh, you, you know the original it was called State of the Business Owner. It was a study we did when I was uh, working at EMeth. Um, Surveying tens of thousands of business owners to see what made their businesses work, what the we were trying to find out what tools were they using and what influence did it have on revenue, profitability, growth, etc. And the markers were in quote ideal customer profile and marketing metrics. Those were the things that came up, and so I put those on the list. But unlike vision or org chart, there's far more to it. So in other words, for example, in order to have marketing metrics, you have to have all sorts of other stuff in place, uh, as opposed to a vision, which you can have and not have a bunch of other stuff in place. In other words, marketing metrics are derivative uh, and an ideal customer profile, less so. But um, yeah, in between the two is just about everything in marketing, as you'll see. So hopefully it'll be a new way of looking at marketing for you that I think makes it far more interesting because when you think of marketing in the traditional way, either you find it interesting or you hate it. Most people don't like marketing uh, and they don't like marketing because they don't understand it. That's the premise I'm going to offer that uh, just like I say, you can fall in love with budgeting, which we're going to get to in this part. In part two, you can fall in love with budgeting when you really see what it is. You can fall in love with marketing too when you really see what it is. Hint you don't have to like advertising at all. Uh, but before we jump into that uh, today, questions, any hangovers about anything heretofore in the course? Anything from part one? It's kind of fun. I've never done a course with two parts. So, in volume two, any questions from volume one of this course? I'm still playing catch up. I'm uh, on values and uh, the KSI's, so I'm gonna try to gun it. Good, keep at it. It's it's important. And notice how what's is is what's getting in the way. Time. I had some acute overwhelm. I've been pressing pants for the last two or three weeks, and oh, I also acute. that's I finally shook that monkey off my back. So that's over. I also had budgeted the time to do this course late at night after my kids to go to bed. And I'm finding that's not sustainable. So I'm scheduling time during the week. So I'm... Yeah. Kind of when, when I worked at Emeth, one of our sort of holy systems, if you will, was what we called the hour a day. And the, in the very beginning, we would ask people to commit to one hour every day of what we called strategic work, high-level work. And uh, one of the sort of corollaries to that was you should schedule it during the busiest part of your day. Because what people would do is things like instead of an hour a day, they would negotiate and be like, all right, well, how about five hours on Sunday? Or uh, as you said, yeah, I'm going to do, I'm going to spend time considering my deepest values right before bed when I'm exhausted and have nothing I've been in left. in a routine. Of- <laughs> I've been in a routine where I've been really like, I've been doing my emails at night, not doing anything during do that, because I'm pressing pants all day. And I go and I do my emails late after the kids are going to bed and I can knock them out and yeah, it's, it, yeah it, it, this work doesn't... I'm not getting this work done um, at You're night. better so. off pressing pants at night. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I understand. It's like, you know, the boiler is on when it's on and all of that. You've got to do good. it when it gets done. It's really good advice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's it's a really... It's, it's a good thing that you bring up just in general. Like, sure, sometimes we just have to do things that we don't want to be doing and circumstances arise and whatnot. <clears throat> but it's really important to realize that we tend to look at time as like, as if all the hours are the same and they're not at all, you know, like depending on what's been going on and the average human being has got like four hour, four good hours in a day, like three of your best hours. And for most people, it's like between nine and noon, you know, somewhere around there. And then you eat lunch and then it's downhill from there especially depending on what you eat, whether you drink alcohol at lunch, then forget it, you know? So it's one of the most important time management techniques is realizing that uh, is not putting, how do I say this? It's putting the hardest stuff or the most important stuff during your peak hours, your best hours. And for example, um, that's why I generally say don't do emails before noon. Because writing email, depending on what it is, it's typically not hard. Um, morning meetings, meetings between 9 and 11, why bother? Do you, Unless you really need to be your best. But typically having people around who are talking to you sort of calls forth a more relational, excellent version of you. So you have to show up, you know, Um <clears throat> Buying groceries at 10 a.m. in the morning, you know, like it's a total waste of time. So, you know, look at the curve of your day and your energy levels and your focus levels, which is really what this is about, and put the most important things there. Because there's, uh, yeah, if you can do something when you're tired, then do it then. But what people typically do is they fill the easier stuff during their peak time. and, uh, And then wonder why nothing gets done. So that's a key time management thing. Use your two to four, you know, if you use stimulants, maybe you can squeeze six out of yourself, but that's not really sustainable. It can be useful, but it's not sustainable. And then, so the 40 hour work week, I mean, look at the conditioning we have. The 40 hour work week says, well, of course, you can provide 40 hours of consistent effort and focus throughout the week. It's crap. Are you kidding me? I'm not robots. You know, in that eight to five, uh, you know, um, span, like I said, for me, it's nine to 12. That's, those are my three best hours. And so I do the most important things to the degree I am conscious and aware of that. That's where I do that stuff. And, um, you know, uh, the other thing I want to say about time management that threatens to erase everything I've ever taught and written about it, hopefully without contradiction, is all of what I was just saying is related to flow, uh, related to thrival, the stage of thrival. Organizing your day, defining where things should go and, you know, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'll prioritize this, I'll prioritize that. That's all a mind-based, will-based, mediated life. And I think it's a important skill to learn. And then eventually it's an important skill to forget because when you get into flow state land, all of that must fall apart. So for example, I knew I had to have a certain amount of marketing stuff written by today, or at least by the end of today. And Joseph has left writing for himself to do after this session with 24 hours to get it done. So you guys can turn on your computers in the morning and it's there. And Joseph has not enjoyed that deadline stuff. So I generally don't do that. So about two weeks ago, I was like, all right, marketing is coming up. I know I haven't written some stuff here and I've got two weeks to do it. And it's coming closer and it's coming closer. And I'm like, all right, I've got time. I've got time. And then this last weekend, I was looking at um, my weekend and I was like, well, it might be nice just to spend a day writing because I like to Write sometimes on days where I haven't met with people because it's a very different consciousness thing, and I can just focus and write. And I felt an upwelling. It was like, well, oh, it's Sunday, you know, it's gorgeous. The weather here is really nice in August and September. I should just go to the beach or something. And and I just felt an upwelling of creativity and excitement about writing. And it didn't matter that I was writing about business for some reason. I was like, really, this is a creative spark about writing business stuff. That's weird. Uh, okay. I guess I'll go with that. And I wrote 16 pages in about four hours. Um, You will find plenty of typos probably (laughs) because it's a first draft, but you know what? Too bad. I don't care. The point is, uh, let me know if you find them. That's fine. The point is that like from a a will-based mind-based perspective, that was not like, okay, I'm going to break these three tools down into these parts. I'm going to do this part on this day and this part on that day. It just was alive and creatively inspired. And the problem with a lot of time management teaching is it's organized in a way that has nothing to do with that. So there's the... Um, I would say there's a yin and a yang to it. The yang is Know when your best hours are during the day and use that as a structure and be clear and um, you know, close the door and all those time management techniques. A lot of them are in my course, Clear Workspace, Open Mind. And forget all of that. What are you moved to do right now? You see, if you're only doing what you're moved to do right now, you run the risk of being completely irresponsible. You just do what is in front of you like a kid, you know, like a five-year-old. But if you try to overstructure, if you only ever structure things and you don't pay attention to what you're moved to do, well then you're not a human being, you're trying to be a robot and you're not. In other words, you can't program yourself. You can spend years trying to make your day go exactly how you plan it and you will never succeed. So there's it, there has to be a balance there and that's the art of living, you know how, how to balance what you're moved to do with what's important to do, Uh, And that has to do with just ultimately it comes down to being in the flow because the the more you're abiding with life itself, which is a spiritual issue, the more you can trust that what you'll be moved to do is what needs to be done. And it's coming from a mature place rather than an immature place. That's a distraction, right? Because if you tell a thousand people, well, just do whatever you feel like doing. Most of them will end up on the couch eating potato chips, watching TV. No? Well, this is what I feel like doing. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. I mean like what you feel like soulfully deeper, not what you feel like doing, what you feel is appropriate to do. And that's different. But if you can't access that, then you need all sorts of structure and guidance and a supervisor, you see. So all of that to say is just grow up and wake up and then you'll do what you need to do. And it'll be fine. How's that for confusing? (laughs) Made sense, right? Okay. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the Clear and Open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes.